0: Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu.
1: Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to The Lucy Lou Show. Start this day knowing that you have the ability to make all of your dreams become what you really want them to be. You are powerful. You are blessed. You are great. You're amazing. You're remarkable. Always remember that. My guest today is Denise Michelle. She is a self-love alchemist, a certified transformational life coach, rapid transformation hypnotherapist, number one international best-selling author in our book Asian Women Who Boss Up, and she dedicates her deep connection with spirit and self-love education to help healers, entrepreneurs, and influencers in their path to serve the collective. In her 20-year personal healing journey, she has beaten the odds with mental illness, sexual abuse, addiction, anxiety, suicidal depression, and even bankruptcy, and is now on a mission to help others rise. Let's hear her story. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. So Denise, in your 20 years of personal healing journey, you have beaten the odds with many, many obstacles. Can you
0: share with us some of those darkest moments? Sure, absolutely. So, well, I would say, you know, probably the The toughest one was being diagnosed and and learning that I had had something called borderline personality disorder, and I was born with it, (laughs) which made a lot of sense not having regulated emotions and not really having an identity, not understanding who I was, or I mean, I think most people don't understand why they're here on earth for a little while. But yeah, I, I had very unstable relationships and it was... I didn't do things, I guess you could say in a quote unquote normal way. I didn't have my, every, everything was very heightened for me. So, and as I got older, you know, the distorted thinking got much worse and it all really came down to every thought that would come back to love. I I didn't know what love was, I, you know, and I would go searching for love and then I would watch movies and I would see, you know, things in books or You know, I mean, my parents weren't exactly the greatest role models, but I, yeah, questioning what love was. And when I was 26, finally getting diagnosed with that and then seeing light because, oh my gosh, finally I have, I have a diagnosis and I can start moving towards the healing. Little did I know that healing process would take me, golly, I would say Through the ins and outs of every part of me to unwind what was happening in my brain, in my body, going through crazy healing methods. And I would say, overall, when I first really started my healing journey in my early 20s, it took me about 14 years to unwind what borderline had been doing to me.
1: (laughs) So, what helped you the most with your own life transformation?
0: I would say, it was a getting help and finding the right support, the people who actually understood what was going on with me, who understood the, the diagnosis and who actually had faith that I could get better because I just thought this was something that I was going to have to live with. And for a long time, the doctors did tell me that this is you can't cure this, you'll, you know, you're, you're going to be like an alcoholic, you're just going to have to live with it. And I believed that for a short period of time. And then I just said, you know what, I believe it can be healed. And that's what I worked toward.
1: And I know you also experienced a periods of time when you went through depression, anxiety, addiction and bankruptcy. Did you use the same method of telling yourself that you believe yourself that it's going to get through? Well,
0: I think that's the underlying is getting to the core belief of having, you know, of of that mindset and saying, yes, I know that there's something on the other side of this easier said than done, as you can imagine. I I mean, it took a, a number of things, you know, I mean, for a while I was on medication to help me to stabilize the chemicals in my brain. I was very much into yoga and I would have to really go deep into mindfulness practices, being present, understanding my feelings, understanding the mental blocks that were happening, understanding that later on, that these were partially two generational patterns that I was breaking. You know, there were, there were so many things. So You know, it's, I would say it's just been a whole alchemy of things that I would try and see how they would work for me. And I would move to the next one, or I would continue using something because it would, you know, that was helping me. And then obviously the deeper and deeper that I went, it was just like able to heal these things one by one. But I I feel like that's what my whole entire life has kind of been, It's just been a really big healing process of various trauma.
1: So what simple thinking strategies did you use when you need to eliminate those little voices in your head, like fear, doubt, or worry?
0: Okay. Well, when it comes to fear, doubt, and worry, (laughs) I would say that I had to keep reminding myself, A, that I, it, it even came down to like, you are worthy. You are a miracle. You are supposed to be here on this planet, especially when you're dealing with something like suicidal depression and thinking that you don't really have a purpose or you're making an impact or you're doing something to change people's lives. That's part of it. And I would also say that it was being in service to people, helping people because ultimately, I'll just say this, ultimately this this path has not been about me. <laughs> It's been about how I can serve and how I can support people, and how I know that if I took one more step forward, this was this would help one more person. So ultimately, yes, I I did this for myself, and at the same time, I knew that when I rose, that meant somebody else rose too.
1: Yes, I love that. It's your you had that seeking of meaning in your life. You're of value, and that's exactly how I am, and I, I believe for many coaches is our purpose is what lights us up is when
0: our clients rise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, that's why we're here on this planet. <laughs> it's not I mean, it's relationships. I mean, if we really look at it, the the one thing that drives us in life is love. And passion, you know, and that comes from love. And we do it because, well, these are the things that really feed our heart and soul. And then obviously, when we start going into fear based things, we're doing things out of alignment with our spiritual selves, which is another conversation for another day. I guess. <laughs> That's like a whole thing on its own.
1: Oh, absolutely. I definitely believe in alignment. But in your opinion, do you must give up something in order to reach your dreams?
0: Yeah, you have to give up the old selves. There's going to be a lot of death, uh, meaning ego death, death of beliefs, death of patterns, death of habits that you have to be willing to give those things up in order to create a new you. And if you're on the path, you'll know that transformation happens when you let go of those things, you come into surrender and you allow the path to unfold in front of you. And you keep taking those steps forward, not fully knowing what's on the other side, but knowing that what's on the other side is going to be a million times better than where you were. Trusting, having faith,
1: What's one thing you wish you had known when you began? Oh, God, that's
0: such a good question. I would say it's this is a commitment and it's a dedication and it's a process that will continue for the rest of your life. (laughs) Because there were times where I thought that once I got over certain hurdles and obstacles, that that would be it. Then I'm living in my bliss. Well, guess what? Yes, you can live in your bliss, but you're not going to stay in your bliss. That's what growth is all about is staying and being uncomfortable.
1: I love that. And that's exactly yeah. what mindfulness is about, right? We can't be looking yeah. at once I, I'm point XYZ, I'm gonna be so happy, so much, you know, my business will be better, my life will be better. We're always looking for external timelines and external validations, but in reality, it's it's all about the now, right? Today awesome. is what's been given to us, and that's why it's called the present. Exactly. I actually learned that from Kung Fu Panda. pretty wise movie. (laughs) So we all work with clients in your experience, working with your clients, what's Mm -hmm. the number one factor that you see that
0: causes them to lose steam and let go of working towards their dreams, I would say is the disbelief, the authentic self of and, and or clinging to old habits, patterns, or belief systems. Most of my clients are not willing to hold on to those things. On rare occasions, they do cling. And when they do, that means that, you know, I'll have to look at my strategy and kind of maneuver some things to, to help them move out of that. And more often than not, they do. Sometimes it's a really painful process to let go of the old self because they resist and they're like, you know, it's almost like their logical mind wants to wants to tell them and me, no, no, no but I'm going to do it this way, because this way da da, da, da da, you know, and I'm like, I see that and I get that. And what if right, it's just opening that possibility in the mind of releasing the old self. Hmm. And throughout your practice, is there a favorite quote that you always go by? less is more less is more i really believe that you know sometimes when it's either less is more or less doing and more being because sometimes and this has happened this has been true for me too is that if you know something comes up and an uncomfortable situation and then you you start pulling from the toolbox and you're like okay well i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and journal i'm going to go ahead and meditate i'm going to do some yoga um, all right, let me, let me pull from this tool. Oh, that one, that one's not working. I'm going to use my, my limiting belief buster over here and I'm going to do this over here. And really what's needing to happen is like literally needing to sit with the emotion <laughs> to let it pass through you. And that's the resistance. And that's something that I've really had to sit with, um, uh, more recently since, um, as you know, my mom passed away from COVID and having to learn to grow with grief and you can't personal develop your way out of grief. And that's something that I really had to learn. And now that I'm looking at that, I'm like, wow, we are constantly going through a grieving process because we're grieving our old selves. We're grieving our old relationships. We're grieving our, their, their jobs. But anytime there's change, there's a grief involved. And I don't think that people realize that enough or honor that. Absolutely. We need to honor our feelings and emotions,
1: but also be aware of where that's leading to because feelings lead to our actions, right? And our actions create the results. So if you want a certain result, you have to look at what kind of actions you're taking and how are you feeling and what your thoughts are that are causing those feelings. So that self-awareness is really important.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's, it's literally just being with the feeling and not necessarily taking the action is being with the feeling to let it move through your body, because anything that doesn't get moved out of us gets stored in the body. And then that gets put in the subconscious. And then that creates more limiting beliefs and yada, yada, yada. So it's, there's a passive, it depends. It really, I would say it depends on whatever the situation is like, like I know, for example, for grief, you know, like with grief, sometimes it's just literally sitting with the emotion and letting it pass through and being like, Whoa, okay and then letting it move through you, then you've actually cleared that emotion. And sometimes that's what the action is, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, thank you for your wisdom, Denise. If sure. our listeners enjoy your presence, where can they learn more about you? Of
0: course. so on my social media um, on like an Instagram, it's Denise Michelle XOXO and I, I put a lot of content about self-love, self-healing, self-care on there. or you can go to my website at bridgethelove.com and sign up for my newsletter. I've got some really beautiful things coming out for the community uh, very soon. Two best places and easiest places to find me. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure.
1: To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck,